0: Hi, my name's Al, and it's time to catch them all. Hi, I'm Maddie, and I've never caught them all because I'm not that good at video games.
1: And behold, manga.
0: We're back in it again. (laughs) Oh my god. After
1: a little break there.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I mean... Evidently it is not June, it is in fact August, <laughs> but sometimes life happens fast, you know?
1: Yeah, you, just, you gotta take a break sometimes to
0: focus on life stuff. Sometimes you gotta visit your friend Maddie and <laughs> go through a heat wave, and then both of you barely <laughs> talk because of how friggin' hot it is,
1: and
0: that's just life too, you know? And now it's August. Yeah. Okay. So... Are we getting down to business?
1: Yeah, let's get down to business. Okay,
0: we are of course talking about the first three volumes encompassing the red, green, and blue arc of Pokemon Adventures. Um, it's known as Pokemon Special in Japan or Pokespe as it is in you know all my childhood fanfictions and the <laughs> online community. Um, it was first published in 1997 just a year after I was published. And this arc wrapped up in 1998, and you can tell it was written in the 90s. (laughs) So much. Uh, (laughs) The author is Hidenori Kusaka, and the artist for these volumes is Mato, Mato. Um, which is interesting to note because she pretty early on in the series, not during this arc, but developed some sort of hand condition and Mm -hmm. was replaced by a different artist. And I really like her art style. It's very squishy and cute. So (laughs) good job, Mado, Mado. Thank you for illustrating these volumes for us. Yeah, it's had a long, long, long run to kind of match up with all the different Pokemon games that have come out since 1997. Um, Serialized in several magazines. Uh, It's pretty well-known among fans. Pokemon creator Satoshi Tajiri said, this co- is the comic that most resembles the world I was trying to convey. And I just ate that up as a 13-year-old. I was like, <laughs> Pokemon is meant to be hardcore. Uh, I feel like a lot of this little episode's probably going to be just me calling out my childhood self, <laughs> starting with the fact that this was first published overseas by, I think it's pronounced Yi and then viz brought over the translations to north america fairly recently i think it was
1: just a couple years ago or Uh, i don't know (laughs) okay so hold on the viz they originally published um the red green blue arc which is three volumes as like one volume called pokemon adventures red and they basically cut out all of the chapters (laughs) they like what do you call it like They chose the chapters
0: they thought were the most important and basically made it so the story made no sense, but that's fine.
1: And I think they did it flipped, too. And then they later republished it, all three volumes, as is, unflipped, translated, of course, but yeah.
0: Yes. Which is what we But it was too late for me, the child who had already saved up my allowance for a full year and bought, like, 35 volumes (laughs) of it online from Singapore on eBay, and I had to use my dad's credit card. (laughs) So proud. And it was my largest single purchase until I went to university.
1: (laughs) So, uh, fun fact Pokemon Red and Yellow, like the spliced version that Viz originally published, was like one of the first manga I ever read from the library.
0: Yeah. Like
1: Like, it started my manga journey, kind of. Because it's how we bonded. Like, I don't.
0: Because I went over to your house and you were like (laughs) sketching a picture of red from i think you did like tracing paper i I have a very very distinct memory of you did did like tracing paper of red from this manga and i was like oh this is cool we can hang she likes pokemon (laughs) (laughs) I did. we were like 12 it's so cute i know there's a long history with this thing (laughs) so i mean we'll talk a lot about the fandom Mm -hmm. and stuff because that's kind of what i'm interested in dissecting here but um we can start in on the story and content summaries and trigger stuff and warnings? get to that. Yeah. Can we really get into it. Content and trigger warnings. I think some pokemon die. So probably and like animal violence, violence yeah. against animals. Death. Cartoon animals.
1: Kind of cartoony. Not I guess kind of gore, but it's not like super super gore. No. It's for
0: children. It's, yeah.
1: Like it's it's more edgy than the anime. <laughs> As 13-year-old me was very clear on, but it's not. Like, it's okay for 10-year-olds to read this. I wouldn't give it to, like, a 4- or 5-year-old type yeah. stuff. Yeah, and that's from a
0: librarian, so you know it's the case. <laughs> All right. Do you want to do
1: your, your summary? I'll probably do just one summary, because I don't feel like there's a lot to, like, really summarize.
0: There's also not a lot to spoil
1: i mean it's kind of
0: your standard pokemon story um so i'll give you 30 seconds and you can just do a summary with spoilers all right i'm gonna give you 30 seconds are you ready okay
1: three two one go so pokemon adventures is about this guy named red or kid named red who is basically traveling around his home region don't remember the name where he Fights Pokemon, meets people, the battles. <laughs> I forget which one's which, No, keep okay? going. I'm sorry. I should never interrupt
0: you in the summary. Go on.
1: Uh, see, now I lost my turn of thought. <laughs> okay, I'll give you until a minute. Go. Is it? Yeah, so he fights Team Rocket. He meets some people, specifically his two trainers named Green and Blue. Blue and Green. Um, Meets some Pokemon, has adventures. Yeah. Ta-da! <laughs> oh, he some legendaries and becomes champion at the end.
0: Yeah, meets some Pokemon has adventures is a pretty good summary of Pokemon <laughs>
1: adventures, I would say.
0: <laughs> oh my god, this is stupid.
1: <laughs> so, the thing with Pokemon adventures is it's pretty much like a manga version of the video games. So, if you've played well, the video games, kind of. I haven't played Red, but like... Like, they add it's stuff. It's got
0: more of a story, for Yeah, like,
1: sure. it's, there's more of a story, but, like... But it's the world that the creator the of games. Pokemon <laughs>
0: most meant to portray. If you so. play
1: the games, you get the idea of what the story is doing.
0: So, it's interesting that you think it's like the games. I mean, I played Pokemon Red was my very first Pokemon experience. <laughs> and there's not much of a story to it, actually, to be honest. Yeah. I mean
1: but yeah, it's a kid going on adventures, which yeah. is also what happens in this. What were you going to say? I was going to say my first video game experience just so we get an idea of like where I am within the Pokemon, Oh my god. is the uh, the Diamond and Pearl. So I feel like I came in relatively late in terms of yeah. like the 96 kids playing Pokemon video games cuz I didn't start playing until <laughs> like I was the like age in as middle Pokemon school you're Pokemon so old. <laughs> I'm a couple of yeah. months younger, I think. Yeah. Pokemon, yeah. came, out in, Pokemon like, came out in, February. Yeah. <sighs> I know everything
0: about Pokemon.
1: <laughs> this is Proud a problem of in my
0: adult life. Because
1: like...
0: <laughs> most people my age don't care to know everything about
1: Pokemon anymore. <laughs> people have moved up from... I mean, Pokemon was so big when we were kids. But yeah, I came yeah. relatively late to the uh, video games. Because of... That was, like, my first handheld... The and pong- it was also one of your first mangas. It was.
0: Pokemon Destruction. It beginning was my very first. Yeah. My very first manga that I. Yeah. So we'll talk about the storyline itself. So the story is written very fast, and you can get through it really fast. And it's almost. I feel like it's dreamlike at times, just like with the random stuff that starts happening, and they're just trying to throw as much cool stuff at you as they can. Yeah. Which is fun. I think it's very fun. <laughs> but it's also kind of whiplashy,
1: right? Yeah, the pacing was, like, mm-hmm. very <laughs> janky <Interesting>. for me.
0: <laughs> yeah. It was, I like, will say the yeah. author is amazing with the cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Coming up with cool ideas for battles is yeah. unbelievably good at that. One of the things that people don't like about Pokemon as a game is that the battles are super repetitive and kind of... I mean, mm-hmm. unless you're one of those high tier champion types (laughs) it gets really repetitive right yeah this author will do stuff like oh my god the final battle with giovanni where they're like counting the seconds and stuff it's very cool it's very good ideas and i'm very impressed by that
1: no there's some really like cool battles and there's really interesting ways of how they kind of incorporate some of like the video game not dynamics but like elements yeah like the video game elements some of like the really popular dungeons in the Pokemon games is those when we they have like the moving tiles on the floor. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure there was one of the battles was in like that type of building with like moving tiles, so that was interesting,
0: yeah they yeah, they put in stuff like that for sure. I just love it. I think it's very creative. I would like to do a bit of a dramatic reading <laughs> to it. give the audience a taste of how much <laughs> this is written like it's in the nineties. <laughs> Should we do it together? Hold on, should we do it together? (laughs) Do you want to be Red or Misty? Go with Misty, sure. You can be Misty because of your cool feminine charm. And I'll be Red because I am so into fighting. Okay. Okay, so this is the scene we are about to present to you. Um, You might want to picture the background as um, Red and Misty have entered a cave. And it's dark in there. All right, you go first, Misty. Jeez, dark. Heh <laughs> heh, just leave everything to me. K bright eyes, I'm counting on you. Is that a Pikachu? Is that spelled I-Z-Z-A-T? Ain't that- Mickey Mouse?
1: Doesn't exactly look thrilled to be here.
0: Yeah, life's tough, but it's one talented little op. <laughs> just like <laughs> the way they have the abbreviations and like that, Ain't Mickey Mouse, they have- a lot of 90s references, there's a part where they, they Blastoise pops up and they're like, well, the real Blastoise, please stand up. And then Red will stay stuff like, oh, man, that's so dope. Or like, oh, Pika, you're so ornery. It's really great.
1: And That's just, that's when it really it? struck
0: me. It was when he was talking to Mi- Misty and they were both using too many abbreviations. It was great.
1: Is this the... Uh... What translation are you reading from? You're reading from the Singapore one or the Viz one? I am reading from
0: the Singapore one, but interestingly, I did a little experiment, and they're the same translation. Huh. Yeah. So, that's cool. I know later on in the series, it gets worse. So, I don't know what happened. At some point, the two companies broke up. But, yeah, for now, we're good with our (laughs) enjoyable 90s (laughs) slang. (laughs) Um... Also, I wanted to mention that, like I've said before, this is definitely a little edgier and darker than other Pokemon franchises, but Mm -hmm. also kind of the games were at this point. There was, like, Lavender Town and stuff, which you wouldn't really see as much in the newer games. Um, But, Al, I want you to please hum some funeral music. We have some lads we have to pour one out for. Uh (laughs)
1: First, I, like, dum, dum. I don't know the <laughs> so That was like beautiful.
0: <laughs> no, please keep doing that. Um, Dump, yes, please keep doing Dump. that. Red Dump. shatters a graveler to pieces Dump. in his battle against Brock. Dump. There are lots of zombie Pokemon, including Dump. a Doduo Dump. who is dead and has a grave. Dump. Arbok totally got cut Dump. in half, and you find out in the yellow arc he isn't dead, but his guts were all over the floor Dump. and it was really slippery and stuff. And then there is a chapter where Giovanni kills some Magmar straight up because he says they will kill Red if he doesn't kill them, (laughs) and then they're just they're passed away. That's all the ones I got. Did I miss anyone?
1: Nope.
0: I don't (laughs) think so. I don't know. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. They also there's a Pokedex entry where it says Venomoth has a short lifespan, which I think is kind of sad when you think about. Yeah. Someone's Pokemon they love having a short life. We don't think about that.
1: Nope. Anyway, let's talk about the characters. So we have our main character Red, which is basically like the manga version of Ash or Ash is like the anime version of Red basically. Oh, 13-year-old
0: would have beaten me up you up for saying that. <laughs> that He's I mean, it's uh, true.
1: yeah. Well, that yeah, They're design the same wise. Character, yeah. Kind of. Design wise and they fit like the same um well, They fit the same purpose of the story, but, like... You're right.
0: You're right. It hurts me to say that even after all these years, but you are right.
1: (laughs) They fit the same purpose of the story, but Ash is... He's more geared towards a younger audience, whereas Red is more geared towards, like, middle school age-ish. 10 to 12-ish.
0: Red is very much your bold and brash young boy protagonist until he learns his lesson in some ways, but he's still... Mm -hmm very cheesy boy who likes to yell at the sky about how he's gonna catch them all or whatever
1: yep. I will um, say though <laughs> very big difference between Red and Ash is Red actually develops as a character and a trainer and it continues throughout like the series yes Whereas yeah. Ash just constantly like reboots every time.
0: <laughs> he gets to be the strongest, and he stays that way. Yep. And yeah, he gets less yelly too as the series goes on. But we're not mm-hmm. g- we're not talking about the series no, as it only goes. we're talking on. about like the first eight volumes. Uh, yeah. yeah, this is a boy who is cheesy, and he loves his puns, and he loves his nineties slang. And I did take note. There was a part where he's talking to his Polly world, like, "Oh man, mm-hmm. Polly, this is just like when we were always escaping bullies as a kid." And I was like, "Gee, Red, I wonder why you got bullied as a child." <laughs> <laughs> Could it <be> your personality? <laughs> Which is uh, not a nice thing to think about a child, but I did think it. Fair enough. Yeah. But he also has that thing where everyone he meets kind of loves him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like all the gym leaders and stuff. There's a part where Blaine is like, Red, I left Team Rocket because of you. Because you love Pokemon so much and you're the source of my courage. That's That's pretty cool, I guess. I don't know how seeing a child who likes his pet would make you stop being a criminal, but that's cool. Good for him. Good for him. I mean, whatever it takes to get you out of the cult, you know? (laughs) Do you have anything else to say about our friend Red?
1: Mm, Red? I mean, he's just... Not really. Like, he's the protagonist. Fits the protagonist role, especially in, like, the 90s type protagonist, I guess. Yes. Yes.
0: We've got to move on now to talk about a different character. And the problem with this character is we don't know his name. Is it green or blue? <laughs> so basically, this boy rival character, mm-hmm. Gary equivalent, if we're talking design, not at all personality, is called green in japan and then when it was brought over here viz translated it as blue and also Shuang yi translated it as blue but then 13 year old maddie went through with tape and <laughs> comic sans printer microsoft word and wrecked her books with tape um to make it so his name was green officially
1: so i still why say why they changed this i don't think it's ever been said like
0: because pokemon blue and red came to north america And I guess it would confuse the children to have a rival with a name different than the game they were playing, even though another character named Green does come in. It bothers me. That's why I went through and I changed the name with tape. Yeah,
1: okay. Do you say Green or Blue
0: for the rival guy?
1: I feel like I kind of say Blue because just like that was my introduction to him because like I read the Viz english adaptation or translation first right yeah so that's fair he was introduced to me as blue i kind of get them mixed up which one is which (laughs) that's fair (laughs) so
0: we'll just call him rival we can say rival green or rival blue and then girl blue or girl green (laughs) mongo
1: gary (laughs) he's no he's not okay
0: so he's He's a lot more sullen than the Smellulator rival (laughs) you get in the game and the anime, but he's still very arrogant and mean, and he does develop later on to be more, like, he starts out with that thing where he's like, Pokemon are just tools, they're not my friends, and then eventually they become friends, and he has a friend in red, and it's very nice, and they they protect each other. There's,
1: like, um that one arc where uh, Red and, I don't know, we'll call him Green, that guy, the rival dude, mm-hmm. his, their, like, Pokemon get switched. Yeah. And it's so it's funny fun. because, like, his Pokemon are very, like, schedule, rigorous, training type stuff, whereas Red's Pokemon are, like, yeah. really chill, easygoing, so it was interesting to see, like, their, like, their different training styles and, like, the yeah. effect it has on their Pokemon's personality. And that's when Red commits his microaggression, because he tells
0: Charmeleon to go swimming, which would kill Charmeleon. (laughs) Oh, Red. (laughs) Yeah. He's not the brightest sometimes, but okay. (laughs) No, he's not smart. Which is why, well, it's a very interesting balance of, like, intelligence versus heart, with Red versus green. Yeah. Which is always a fun dynamic. It's
1: fun. I had it's, fun. It is fun. It's fun seeing them having being, like, situations where they have to cooperate, but they're, like, constantly fighting each other. Mm-hmm. And then you have, like, the other female character that pops up, who's kind of, like, observing yes. and laughing at them.
0: <laughs> yes. So we can talk about her. So mm-hmm. I call her Blue. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Does it weird you out? Because she's very, very smart, but mm-hmm. she's not at all... She doesn't have any kind of morals, (laughs) which is great. She just does everything (laughs) for money and for her own self interests.
1: But she does it by kind
0: of using her feminine charms and, like, looking like a cute little girl. But then is actually really strong in her own right. But I don't know. Did that weird you out that she kind of flirted with everyone at age 11?
1: Yeah, she's, like, 11. And she very much is using, like, her looks and her body and stuff to, like yeah that's that's something all right
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah I didn't know what to make of it it's very much something you would see in a 90s anime or manga where it's the female character you know
1: yeah where like they don't care she doesn't yeah she just fits like the femme fatale type trope regardless of what her age is yeah which like when you look at it back as an adult it's kind of really sad And I guess in a sense, maybe it makes sense within, like, her story, but, like, when they were Mm -hmm. writing her character, they're definitely not thinking about that.
0: Yeah. Should we talk about the weird boob thing? (laughs) God. (laughs) (laughs) This is another thing people cite when they're like, the manga isn't for kids, even though it is, is... There's a part where she's fighting Sabrina mm-hmm. and there's literally no reason for it happening because she could have just sent out her Pokemon, but she like taunts Sabrina like, oh, look how big my boobs are. And then Sabrina attacks her boobs and it's actually Pokeballs and her Pokemon come out. <laughs> so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> I don't know why they did that.
1: Uh, wasn't that like, I feel like that was censored in one of like the translations at one it sure point. Was, it was
0: censored in the, yeah, I think was it was censored in the spliced in the, version. The spliced version.
1: My... Oh, no, because they don't fight Team Rocket in the Splice version.
0: I don't know. No, it definitely they, they, they was censored fight. at one point.
1: The, the Splice version, they definitely fight Team Rocket. Okay. The, the Splice version makes no sense because no, it, like, introduces the fight with Team Rocket, but I don't think there's, like, any resolution to, like, the They're fight still with Team fighting Rocket. fighting to this
0: day, some <laughs> might say. Like,
1: I'm pretty sure they yeah. cut out the resolution to that part, which is weird, <laughs> but okay. Yeah.
0: They just wanted to show the weird boob thing, but, um... Not, oh. not the boob part. I uh, guess. Yeah. I don't know.
1: It's weird how she uses her 11 yeah. year old body, but that's the well, 90s, their, like, I guess. Backstory is basically she was kidnapped as mm. a kid by a criminal organization. I don't think we get like the full backstory. No, just you yet. find
0: out more about it in the gold and silver. Arc. Yeah.
1: She
0: yeah. was kidnapped by a big bird, and so now she has bird phobia. And she didn't grow up with a family, so that's why she's kind mm. of looking out for herself and no one else and it's and I, it's an interesting thing for sure
1: and you um, did say like, kind of like what i said before where like she's learned to like use her assets to accomplish her goals mm-hmm. which is why i said like some of her actions make sense when you look at her backstory but again i don't think the authors were thinking of that when they wrote her character that way at the same time does that make yeah. sense
0: yeah it's almost like they had to give her a tragic backstory to excuse the fact that she's a good guy who doesn't do good things all the time.
1: Yeah, but I was also kind of talking about the way she's kind of and the sexual way, Yeah. Almost. Oh, yeah, no, no, no. For but yeah. Sure.
0: Yeah, no, there's no way the author's connected that. That's true. No. <laughs> well, because also her Pokemon are like Jigglypuff, Clefairy, like all these cutie Pokemon. Mm-hmm. And they're very strong, and it fits with her personality, yeah. but it's oh. kind of... Stella freaking <laughs> loves Jigglypuff. That's her favorite one. <laughs> but yeah, it's kind of also like they just picked girl Pokemon, which yeah. is the author. Like as t- the arcs go on, there are a whole bunch of other female characters introduced who have a whole range of personalities and mm-hmm. subversions of the feminine stuff. So it's not a problem when you see the full lineup of characters at all. Especially but as for like, now, the series
1: continues. And you're, like, introduced to, like, the other characters
0: that pop Mm -hmm. up. Yeah. But for now, she is kind of tropey. Yeah. Also, I have an issue with the fact that she has this tragic backstory with, like, bird phobia. And Mm -hmm. Professor Oak is like, oh, I know who this kidnapped child is. And instead of approaching the 11-year-old and being like, hey, are you okay? He decides to trigger and humiliate her in front of a crowd of people. Oh, my God, you're (laughs) right. Like, what the... (laughs) That's Growing not a responsible adult, thing to do.
1: <laughs> traumatizing an eleven year old for like yeah. whatever reason.
0: Like, yeah, okay. That was the last chapter um in the Pokemon League semifinals. <laughs> Professor Oak right. goes up against Blue to give oh her come God. up in- instead of just letting her do the Pokemon League. I mean it's what she wanted to do. But then it you know, there's the final battle with red and green and red Ugh. and Yeah, but come on. <laughs>
1: Like, you're an adult behaving that way. Be yeah. better.
0: He also, his name in that chapter is Dr. O, which is not a good name for a character in a children's manga.
1: I don't feel like I
0: know the reference to that. Oh, you sweet, you sweet child. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about okay, it. Okay,
1: I'll just delete from my memory. Sure. <laughs> Let's talk about the Pokemon. Those yeah,
0: Pokemon. Those are kind of the Pokemon. next, last major characters they're yeah, wonderful they're I love their expressions I love that Bulbasaur purrs <laughs> in the second chapter um, there's a part with Erica where Vileplume has the best shocked face I've ever seen in my <laughs> life and I want to make it my profile picture on something and that's about it they're just fun little guys I love Pokemon I love these Pokemon
1: yeah that's pretty much it like the Pokemon are great
0: yeah? yeah which one's your favorite? <sighs>
1: mm. I don't know if I have, like, a favorite within the red arc. Because I think most of my favorites are um, Yellow's arc. Yeah. Yeah. I like Bulbasaur. Bulbasaur is pretty great. Pikachu is great, too.
0: Yeah. I love that (laughs) Pikachu's a little evil. Just a little (laughs) bit.
1: (laughs) It's so funny because, like, Pikachu in the manga is kind of similar to, like, the Pikachu in like the very first couple of episodes of the anime, yeah, or you know, defiant, defiant, constantly like electrifying red, yeah, being just a brat, great. And then
0: you just eventually they become good friends because yeah. Red has the
1: protagonist powers. Yeah, I guess it would be Pikachu because I guess Pikachu joins Yellow's team in her arc. There, yeah, arc. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good guy. Yeah. I like him.
0: That's the boring choice to say choose your favorite. That's what, like, the mom says when they're trying to relate <laughs> to their child. But okay, we accept it. Okay. Want to wrap this up with? Did you learn
1: any lessons? Did you get any major themes out of this? Uh, I'm not really thinking of anyone specific. I feel like there were kind of like generic themes and lessons that pop up in kids' manga a lot yeah kind of like the do your best stay true to like your moral path and you can influence others to be like better people
0: yeah when I think about my childhood experience with this I think it really helped me be brave and Mm -hmm. stand up to you know it's about kids standing up to adults which is always a cool lesson for a little kid and the found family elements really got me of course that's always my thing (laughs) Especially later on when there's like I think there's like twenty six main characters now or something. I read the wiki and I was like, Dear God <laughs> But um Oh yeah. Yeah, that's so cool. Oh, but we're yeah. not talking about okay. that. Yeah, <laughs> <back to this. laughs> But <laughs> that's like way later on. <laughs> but um there's also, in every Pokemon property, just this strong emphasis on, like, the bond between people and their Pokemon, mm-hmm. which translates very strongly to the human-animal bond, I yeah. think. And I genuinely think Pokemon, as a franchise, influenced my career path to be a vet tech today. <laughs> yeah, I can I'm see I'm not that. even joking. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I can see that. And you especially see, like, that specific theme in Yellow's arc, which, again, we're not <laughs> talking about, but, like, you know what I mean.
0: Yeah. Well, then just Red and his Pokemon. You treat them nice and they're your friends and then you get far and you become the best one. Isn't that right, Juniper? My cat is sitting right here watching me record. Oh, what a Juniper, are you the best one? She's not looking at me. She's looking at the litter box. I think she's about to do a crime.
1: Okay. Comparison to the games and anime. I think we kind of talked about this, touched about it. I don't know. Is there anything you want to add?
0: So, I've touched a bit on how I was as a child. Um, (laughs) Pokemon Adventures was the first fandom I was ever in. And by that, I mean I would read forums where people talked about it every day after school, but never joined them because I was afraid of strangers. (laughs) And it influenced me quite a lot. And I did, in fact, write...
1: What? A lot of fan fiction that I read. (sighs) i wrote a really
0: controversial
1: fan fiction out. <laughs> this is my first
0: internet hate and it was very strong so i wrote a fan fiction called poker spam meets anime yes i'm coming out as the author of this controversial fan fiction that made fun of the anime and talked about how much cooler and edgier the manga was and I got so much hate comments and full like hate stories posted. And then I got people being like, no, this is great. And then I got hater comments responding to the people who were like, this is great. Taking them down bit by bit. It was very intense. I was 14 or 13.
1: (laughs) Uh, Don't you love the internet? So when
0: I think back, yeah, it's great. So when I think back on that though, I was just, I hated the anime so much. I thought it was for babies, but looking at it now I can kind of see stuff in it that I hated about the anime that is fully also in the manga. (laughs) Like, I was talking about how, like, Ash uses Pikachu to beat everyone, and that's not realistic. Red fully KOs Ground and Rock Pokemon with his Pikachu multiple times, and it doesn't make (laughs) any sense. Like, I think it's definitely edgier. There's some blood and death and stuff, but it's still got that childish charm, you know? And it's kind of like the natural graduation from anime to the manga, and Mm -hmm. then... As an adult now, I just buy a bunch of Pokemon cards with my hard-earned money, I think is where (laughs) (laughs) where that (laughs) track has gone. Yeah, thank you. Which is a good transition to how it was, re-experiencing it as an adult. How was that for you?
1: Yeah, that was interesting. So like I said before, Pokemon Avengers was like one of the first, maybe the first. I read the Splice version, so I'm not sure I fully counted as like the very first manga Mm -hmm. that I ever read. But yeah, and then like again I introduced it to you. Yeah, I introduced mm-hmm. manga to you, right? You um reading? I read all the
0: summaries on net and then <laughs> for some reason and then I saw that it was readable and you were like, "I know a secret way to read manga which was actually very legal." <laughs> <laughs> and we did great actually.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so um <laughs> rereading it is an adult was interesting like I think this specific time, I don't think I was in, like, the right headspace to read it right now, at the time, where I just couldn't get fully absorbed into the manga. Yeah, it's also for kids. Yeah, it was, like, it was one of those ones where I was, like, I'm not sure if I just wasn't in the mood for Pokemon Adventures at the time, or if it was, like, me coming in as, like, a full adult, when, like, the last time I read it, I was probably in, like, what, like, 14,
0: 15, Mm -hmm. maybe? I feel like I experienced stories slower back then. Mm -hmm. Like, now I'll whip through a volume of this in like half an hour and be like, everything just happened. I'm so confused.
1: Like, I would read it, and like, some of the chapters just, the pacing was very choppy for me. There would be some stuff where, like, they would fight Team Rocket, and then they'd be like, oh, we gotta, like, go fight the big boss. And I think it would lead to, like, the boss battle of Team Rocket, but then all of a sudden they're in, like, the championship doing stuff. And I'm like, how Mm -hmm. did we get from A to B?
0: yeah they jump around the region a lot for sure which I have a encyclopedic I have like a <laughs> Sherlock mind palace canto region that I can just revolve around in my head whenever I want so I know how he gets from A to B I can fill in the blanks but that, that doesn't work for most people I don't no. think
1: and like I do feel like the pacing may might get better It like later on in the series when they get into yeah. like the rhythm of it but for like the red arc just the pacing was very disorienting. Yeah. So and we it's hard to get into it.
0: You can tell the author.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, the author's trying to keep up with a video game release schedule. Yeah. So some arcs are way longer than others, but he'll be like publishing while there's two new video games out, which I'm sure yeah. is difficult. Oh, so you can yeah. see the pacing kind of swings back and forth all through the different
1: arcs. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like another thing is that I've read more compared to when I was reading Pokemon Adventures, so when mm. I was rereading it, there were, like, t- sort of arcs where I was, like, it felt like it was trying to be edgy, but still staying within, like, a kid-friendly <laughs> zone, so it was kind of I mean, silly. that's exactly what it was doing. Which is exactly what it was doing, but... Yeah.
0: So... There are so many times, this is what bothered me the most, rereading mm. it as an adult, where someone should have been dead, and then they just weren't. Like... <laughs> Red gets electrocuted and kicked by a horse and like slapped by things and like strangled and Blue fully blastoises up into the air with enough water pressure to fly and then just directs it directly at this old man's face to like take the bandages off off of like his neck should be broken. (laughs) But I comfort myself by developing my own theory of evolution where Pokemon (laughs) and humans in this world evolved from a common ancestor who's just really strong and really good with pain. Like, really chill about yeah. it. That's how I do it. There's also a lot of explanations for things that were done to look cool that don't make any sense
1: now that I'm an adult. <laughs> it's one where it's like, if I picked this up as an adult, I don't think I would be able to get into it as much as I no. were when I got into it when I was, like, 11. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Like,
0: how come... Blaine put some of his cells into Mewtwo and then some of Mewtwo's cells went into him. And so now his arm is a soup that can detect Mewtwo. And it's like, all the dust around my house is my skin cells. Can I detect my house? <laughs> I don't understand.
1: Yeah. Just, just non It's just cool science. Plots. That's how
0: science works. I love it. I love it, though. It's so cool. It's very fun. Uh, it has such a special place in my heart. That oh, and also there's um, the one adult joke that everybody always references when they're like, whoa, this manga's is so edgy. The the article in the Pokemon fan club where it's like the lady, it's like, a shocking case of Poke love. That's the last time I'll take a bath with my tentacool or whatever. <laughs> oh my Which God. is a hentai <laughs>
1: reference. <gasps> oh, did, you so get, right. did you read that? <laughs> I saw that yeah. I just didn't even I was like yeah okay whatever just it out of your mind <laughs> um, but I don't yeah. think that even registered to me until like just now <laughs> <laughs>
0: you're welcome I'm doing so many good things for you thank right you, now thank you so much for that opening your eyes opening your world <laughs> you're so welcome
1: okay do you have
0: any other thoughts no I think that about sums it up okay I knew this was gonna be kind of a short, silly episode, so I decided to bring something to kind of pad it out, something kind of fun and silly. So yesterday, <laughs> yesterday night, I turned on my laptop that I got in seventh grade, mm-hmm. and it was full of old Word documents on Microsoft Word 97.doc software, including one that is just called Pokispe. and it's got about 100 pages of rapid fire all of my thoughts about Pokemon Special, for about three years of my hyperfixation, and I just want to run you through the way this document shifts back and forth between random stuff. All right, I'm bringing on to this. Okay, thought one: it's a list of all the characters and who they should be voiced by in an English dub. Um, notably, Ruby is Vic Mignogna. I don't know why. That's a terrible idea. Anyway, then second thought. Um, I divided all of the characters into teams based around legendaries for some reason. And then it's a list of some events from Pokemon. So I think they were going to be doing like a sports day, I think, in my head. Then you scroll down a bit and it's a bunch of YouTube links that I can't click on because my laptop's so old It can't connect to my 5G network because that was before 5G was invented So I don't know what any of the links lead to but after that there is a pile of screenshots that are so deep It crashed my word the first first time I scrolled (laughs) by it and it's a bunch of screenshots of them as video game characters Um, Then it's a bunch of numbers with more YouTube links. I don't know. I'm so scared after that (laughs) There's uh, I did some quick math about how many episodes of um, so this was very, very big in the fandom that Pokemon Adventures should have been an anime instead of Ash. So I did a bunch of math and then about how many episodes there would be in the anime based on how many chapters got put into one episode. And then at the end, I was I wrote like a passionate speech about how that's way less than stupid Ash and like, (laughs) come on. Then after that, I um, took all the Pokemon openings and reworked the visuals to be about Pokemon adventures and then I did it again for the endings and then I made a full plan and pitched to YTV about how they could advertise it as an anime (laughs) including (laughs) key talking points and incentives like get at least 10,000 views and we'll air the rest of the season because that's how TV works and that's how um, viewership works because (laughs) 10,000 is a lot in my brain. Um, (laughs) then I have backup plans for what the credit songs could be if they were movies instead of an anime, which apparently I would also allow. (laughs) Then we're about halfway through now. This document, (laughs) I have a list of songs I associated with each of the characters, which are mostly 80s rock for some reason, a lot of Ramones in there. Then I had plans for AMVs I wanted to make about Pokemon adventures, and then after that, I branched into AMVs I wanted to make for other properties, like Naruto, The Hunger Games, and Maximum Ride. (laughs) Then there's a whole bunch of blank pages, and then there's a bunch of numbers, which look like some sort of activation phrase, (laughs) like I'm going to go on a mission. And then there's plans for the anime openings if instead of the Pokemon songs, they were done with the songs from the Naruto openings. Then it's an abrupt shift to the pairings I liked and who all their kids would be based on their personalities. Um, and all the kids have color names, of course. Um, and then I'll scroll a bit. And then it's a fake. Be- it says one day, uh, because this is the point where I realized this document was getting unhinged. And I needed to throw off people to think that I stopped there, which is stupid because it was so far in. <laughs> <laughs> and then you keep scrolling and it's a list of characters in the anime counterparts and then after that it's a plan for 68 different chapters of a fanfiction starring my OC Purple and then it's the first five chapters of said fan fiction, which is inexplicably in, like, a humongous, unbroken paragraph that is barely readable. Like, all the dialogue and everything is all smooshed together. And then it ends with what I think is my sister breaking into the document and, like, taking over. Because it does end with Green flipping off some orphans and then flying away. And then there's <laughs> several more blank pages, and then that's the end of that journey.
1: Didn't you and your sister also write, like, a play? i wrote a <laughs> lot of
0: stuff okay we can't get into it right now i was very vulnerable oh to you i'm going through. very vulnerable for you oh, and i'm trying to focus the document
1: i have like a like a binder somewhere of like pokemon sketches of like my ocs and like their team of pokemon <laughs> i don't know where it is it's anymore so
0: rich for ocs pokemon is a world <laughs> of your own creation it's so true Oh my god. <laughs> I can't believe you sketched the characters. That's so embarrassing. God. Nothing like my
1: unhinged hundred page document with random like
0: trigger <laughs> phrases of neural oh, firing. I totally forgot
1: about that too. Like I had buried that deep within my memory. <laughs> we all did things as children, okay? Oh, tell us
0: Tell us about the next manga of the month. Uh,
1: okay. Um I wanna try a thing where you are going to try and guess what it is I picked. By giving you three clues. Oh my god. Okay. Okay. Sure. So... This is exciting. The first clue is that this is a series that you have... You've read the author, but not this specific series. Oh, no. <laughs> Your what second is clue is... um, It is a high school romance. Hmm. Okay. Have you got any ideas? Try to think what the third clue is
0: should it, be. Is on Host Club? No. No? I technically haven't read it.
1: So, the third oh, clue is that... Is it, it badge?: Yes! Yes! <laughs> Strobedge! <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I I've so wanted an excuse to read this forever. Your, your okay. third clue is going to be that it's an earlier work from the one you read yeah oh my so god it, this we're is gonna exciting. be reading is a uh, strobe edge by iyo sakisaka yay okay oh. i am big fan
0: of aoharu red is why <laughs> we're talking about that <laughs> so exciting all right i can't wait thanks for potting with me yeah. um <laughs> Thank you for listening to Behold Manga. Our theme music is Strawberry Flavor Love by Daystar. And as always, stop. Stop. You're reading reading in the wrong direction. direction.